Hello out there to our podcast followers. It's fully booked. It's the book review of How Not to Die. It's myself, Mace. Myself, French. Myself, P. And we've got some special guests to join us for the book review. We've got Adam from Adam underscore Eats. So what? please follow him on the Instagram. Adam, do you want to introduce yourself? What's up, guys? My name is Adam Eats. Follow my page if you want anything to do with healthy living, inspiration, um, healthy diet, recipes. I'm on there. Check me out. We've also got Jack in the building. Yeah. Jack's and Jack is uh, um, from Uprise PR, a marketing agency. Jack, do you want to introduce yourself? How's it going, guys? I'm Jack. I work for a PR agency called Uprise. Anything to do with public relations, communications, marketing, hit me up. Excellent, excellent. So if you guys have been following us, you know that we're reading the book How Not to Die. And we've just, we, we've, we've read through it now. And this is kind of the book review. Um, once again, the socials, full underscore E underscore booked on the Instagram. You can subscribe to us on the podcast app, um, on iTunes, uh, we on, we're on Facebook, yeah. Twitter, what's the other social platforms I've missed out? SoundCloud is a big one we're on as well. So guys, just, just look out for us, subscribe if you can, <clears throat> listen to any of our past and previous episodes, and I hope you enjoy this one. So we've, we've, if you've listened to the last couple of episodes, you would have realised that we've, we've just finished the book How Not To Die. We had an amazing um, special guest on. Um, Laura from the How Not To Die book club she gave her opinions and her thoughts on the How Not To Die book really 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 good episode and in this episode you'll be getting um, our own thoughts on the book as well as I mean I'm not too sure I'm not sure how familiar Jack and Adam meets are with the book but we'll have a general discussion around veganism around healthy eating and hopefully you'll, you'll enjoy so stay tuned in at this point I'm going to pass over to French you want me to do my book review first please <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've written quite a detailed book review. Um, the title, in regards to how not to die, um, it's, it instantly draws the prospective reader in with a dark, sombre, yet intriguing title without the imagery. Um, the font title helps uplift the title with imagery of greens, vegetables and salads. And the title goes on against your belief of mortality, so instantly it, in, um, it interests your curiosity in regards to the title name. The preface of the book sets you up to have a connection with the author. In what way? Um, I'm just reading my book. <laughs> we can ask questions after. The preface of the book sets, up, sets you up to have a connection with the author and understand his intentions and more importantly, his way of producing his literature. His being a grandma to which most can relate to and sympathise with. A near-death experience caused a chain reaction of decisions that led the author to seek more knowledge on their diet. A lot of interesting statistics are given in the introduction, briefly touching on causes and possible preventatives. For example, on page 6, people who once ate vegetarian diets but then started to eat meat once a week experienced a 140% <coughs> increase in odds of heart disease, a 152% increase in strokes, a 166% increase in diabetes, and a 231% increase in odds of weight gain. So different aspects of our, di our diets are covered varying on social demographics and financial incentives, which give a wider perspective of the topics. In regards to, to how it's set up, I think the book's conveniently split into two parts. The first half being analytical and factual based about conditions and the ailments, whereas the second portion is more practical advice such as recipes to follow and proportion recommendations. Um, what were your general, what's your, sorry, you, you probably will have it going down. What's your thoughts on that, the way the book was set up? Um, I thought it was 
as I just said, it's conveniently done. I think it's good. It's convenient, yes. Yeah. Is that your own... Do you think, in terms of for the readers, like the general population... I think because how, how it's actually set up, you can... As I said, I was going to go into it, if you let me finish the book review. Um, go forth. <laughs> <laughs> he does this all the time. <laughs> no, but I was going to say, most arguments are won by facts, and this is an argument to follow a plant-based diet. This is your piece de resistance. Dr. Gregor and Jean Stone takes us on a journey detailing many notable diseases and ailments which affects many of us directly to indirectly. It's like an insight to a grade A star paper on health without having to do the research and homework. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good point. Dr. Gregor's story starts from a very personal experience. The view of the book is formal and personalised to the extent you come across a few wise cracks and objective opinions. Jobs permitting are not the book's strong point, but bearable enough to enjoy the thorough content. Um, the research and stats provided are so relevant to the frequently asked questions, it would take an equal amount of due diligence to disagree with the points made. There's a few notable quotes and to mention, but a sentiment that will stick with me from reading this book is, <coughs> I think, um, P, you put a post up on it as well. Every time you put something in your mouth, it's a lost opportunity to put something even healthier in there. After reading the compelling evidence, it would be blissful ignorance not to consider possible implications you could avoid if you use suggested guidelines such as traffic light system. A simple method of deciding how best to get the healthiest meal feasible at that present time. Not to say I won't eat red light options, as it is the most indulgent, but the awareness gives a whole new perspective on healthy eating. The common thread of the book is not quite subtle, uh, but it's very plant-based and whole food diet is the dish of the day every day and that is the, the theme of the book from the get-go mm. with that being said the formal styles is is good but scientifically overwhelming at times for some it may be best read in specific sections rather than a linear fashion from front to back as i was gonna that's why mm-hmm. i got to that point cool <laughs> i think each individual micro topic is given a clear and developed explanation how it becomes a very, very template and orientated. The structure and constant message sounds the same to the extent I predict the end of the sentence. The consistent information is summarised. boring. To, to an extent, yeah. Okay. To the extent where, as I said, it's um, template orientated. So every section is very the same. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Um, the consistent information is summarised convincingly enough to consider your lifestyle choices as you read along. From a personal perspective, whilst reading the book, I had already began my experiment with my diets. Notably, starting from a meat-free October, since I've leaned towards a vegan diet, however, opted for a more flexitarian approach, a term also found in the book. Even so, the actual read of the book, although very interesting, became boring and at times a task to read. I would always recommend a book that offers practical information of ways to better yourself in any aspect, and this certainly wouldn't be an exception. I would definitely recommend this book to anyone who wants to proactively improve their own fitness and um, health, especially if they currently suffer from any conditions mentioned. As it's my first nutritional non-textbook I've read, I've, I've, read, I've read, I couldn't compare it to any other literature, but would, out of five, give it a strong four. Some parts becoming overbearing with info and repetitive yes. of the answer or suggestion. I can, appreciate the want, I can appreciate the want of humour, to which I'm sure he is funny, 
However, after such content-heavy information, the wisecracks can seem to be trying too hard. I'm not fully converted, but I know the side of the fence I prefer to sit, which is plant-based as it is, and more importantly, being healthy and being happy doing it. That's my opinion mm -hmm. of how not to die. Interesting. Yeah. That was very interesting. I thought it was a very good review. Can I ask you one question? Man? Of course. This is Adam Eats, by the way, guys. Speaking. Hey, guys. Adam underscore Eats on Instagram. So after reading the book, yeah. what would you do different today or tomorrow that mm. you found out? What, what was sort of the, the key message for you that you're going to do differently and take that highly along with you? I think I've already started doing it in terms of... Um, I wouldn't say I use it literally, but the traffic light system in having the, the, the green, yellow and the green, the red light system in terms of how can you make your meal healthier. So what I've been doing recently, I'll have, uh, say, uh, a chickpea curry, uh, curry or something like that. I'll tend to start sprinkling on that flax, flax seeds and chia yeah. seeds yeah, yeah. and things like that to add more nutrients and, and that that's definitely something I've taken away from the book, how to make a meal healthier. And the smart way of consuming it as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I think it's definitely beneficial. I think the book talks about that as well, um, uh, in that there's certain products which by themselves won't be appealing to your taste buds, but if you mix and match them onto other things, not saying flax and chia seeds are yeah. examples, but if you mix and match them onto things you do enjoy eating, it's one way that they become digestible and to toler tolerable and can improve obviously uh, your health or your kind of chances of survival from certain diseases. Yeah, it's like putting sugar with your medicine, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, what about you guys? Thoughts? Opinions of the books? Um, in terms of my book review? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I love the book. I mean, as you mentioned before, you spoke about the title, How Not To Die. I think it's quite a gripping title and it kind of like entices you to also you want to know more um i think as you kind of said in regards to the author um i thought he was a very interesting character because i felt like in the first chapter of the book anyway he was quite um lecture teacher like and quite lecturer like in terms mm -hmm. of actually kind of providing you with a lot of facts whereas in the second chapter i felt he was a bit more laid back certainly in the beginning mm -hmm. um I felt he was a bit more looser with some of the content that he was providing, obviously, in the first chapter, where he was quite rigid. straight and, thank you, yeah, rigid, rigid, quite rigid with some of the stuff he was saying. Mm -hmm. Whereas towards the end of the second chapter in the book, he was a bit more a case of like, well, well let's say we live your life. But I, mean, I think it was more personal. Yeah, a bit more personal. And I mean, he goes on to also discuss, I think, his friend, I'm going to say Artie anyway, I'm not too sure exactly where he's from, whereas... Mm. I think you were saying his friend was generally quite a healthy person yeah. um, and then I think I don't want to say he got knocked over by a bus but I mean he died quite suddenly so yeah. it was a case of well you can live and eat, eat as much chia seeds and flax seeds as you want yeah. but I mean you never know what's around the corner in terms of um, potentially passing away and stuff like that but I mean um, I think the book has definitely impacted myself I mean I in fact I knew the book would impact me because I think I've always been a little bit health conscious in regards to the type of stuff that I ingest in my body so I mean I love the book but I felt in some way shape or form it did kind of drag on but I felt it kind of needed to drag on if I'm honest because if you're providing a lot of content or content of that nature I think you need to provide people with dare I say all of the content yeah, yeah, yeah. and then obviously have maybe a flip side of the coin as to well you can do this but at the same time that these are the possibilities of this happening and this mm -hmm. and that and third I mean, so definitely the book definitely gets, I'm going to say, I'm going to give it a four star rating as well. 
Okay. I mean, I was unsure if I was going to give it a four-star rating, but I think, based, I don't want to say based on your review, I think you can't really argue with some of the stuff that you kind of like put forward. Um, very, like, yeah, some of the stuff, the the punchlines, dare I say, mm. some of the stuff that I put in the Instagram posts and stuff like that, truth be told, I don't think those things, don't, I don't think these are things that I would have put out in the post yeah. if they hadn't impacted me in some way, shape or form. So yeah. um, I think it's been quite impactful. I can see the book resonating with myself for quite a long time. It's quite funny, sorry. Um, because I know we were talking, Adam was saying um, in terms of, um, I don't say potentially, um, um, it, in terms of like weighing stuff, um, in terms of food, in grams and stuff like that, for some people yeah. it can be quite laborious. But I think once you kind of maybe get used to the type of process in terms of maybe weighing or even be seeing things by eye and stuff like that, it's something that you can get into the habit of. Because I mean, I've been having a lot of porridge and stuff like that of late, and I don't necessarily, not that you need to, Way porridge, but I mean, yeah, just with the food, you kind of understand. Size. You understand the portion size obviously a lot more. Because sometimes I'll be looking at people and think, "Yo, that's a lot of food there. That's a lot of food <laughs> for a little person." Yeah. Um, but yeah, the book's been very impactful for myself. Mm-hmm. So I think follow on from Adam's question to me. What what have you taken most from it? Um, I'm gonna say, I kind of mentioned this. I think in. Um, some of the episodes that are what have would have come out obviously by the time the book review would have come out and that um my i mean i want to live a long life kind of thing so and i want to be able to be mobile and stuff like that so mm. i think some of the facts and some of the um i don't want to say options it's um the word is not options it's possibilities that he's put out there for me put he's put out there have made me visualize and see this is what I need to do in order to do this, and if I choose to do the alternative, that's what's going to happen. Cool. I don't know if that answers your question. Do you know what I think about this book as well? I think there's a lot of facts in there. And yeah. think, you know, there's a lot of literature around a number of different things. I think it takes a certain type of person to read that literature mm-hmm. and then tailor what they the facts that they know. Yeah into relevant information for other people. I feel like some people need to be the vehicle of getting that information out and engaging with a wider audience because I think there's a lot of noise out there and to get a lot of people reading that book, yeah. I think it's more about getting the right people to read that book who yeah. have got an audience or have got a voice and then tailing, tailoring the facts and getting the key points and making it relevant to an audience. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> Waiting for my book review now? Yeah, let's have yeah, it. So I'm a bit of a freestyler, so these guys have come with their notes and whatnot. I just come, yeah, yeah. yeah. We all mean. I'm a bit of a freestyler. You're gonna get kind of <laughs> top of the top of the cuff or top of the head. All right. So starting on the book title, like I think French did previously, it is very, very much a title that draws you in. How not to die. It's not one that necessarily um, you would think of related to food and how to how to eat healthily. It could be anything. It could be staying away from a certain area in London that you don't want to go to how not to lie um, the book itself I found it very informative but at the same time I'm a type of person if there's too many big words big terms in a book I don't want to be stopping every five minutes and looking on Google to try and translate yeah. I just want a layman's breakdown and I think because this guy's a doctor um, what's his name Mike? Michael Greger sometimes doctors language they just they seem they don't realize that not everyone is aware of certain terms it becomes normal english to them because they're so used to it but remember who you're writing this book for it should be for a wider audience i've always been told or taught 
when you're speaking to people, break things down so simple layman's terms. Make it easy to digest so that you can just so it's free flowing. I don't like being interrupted in terms of things being words I have to look up, or words I'm not understanding. When I'm reading through. It's, I find it quite annoying to be honest. Um, <clears throat> so pox into sorry. No, it's funny you say that because I actually agree with what you were saying. But I mean, but I'm learning Spanish, and more often than not, when I'm reading in Spanish, unfortunately, I have to find out what that word means. Fair so is. whether you're but if you want to learn, not saying you don't want to learn, but yeah. if you really want to pick something up or certainly understand something, unfortunately, there are times when you're going to have to flick open the thesaurus or the dictionary to find out what that word means. I, so I was just throwing yeah. it out there kind of thing, not saying you're wrong. No, but I, I, t- I totally agree as well. Like, I think in terms of like, I can't remember where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't remember. Agree with Pox or agree with me or? No, I think I agree with, with Pox. Okay. That's fair dudes. With me, maybe I need a, a simpler version of the book. Um, the way it was broken down, I think, was really, really good because it, it goes into a lot of detail. It's quite a thick book. For those of you who actually bought the book and have read through it with us, it is a handful of a book to read and there's a lot of information to digest. So the way he's actually broken it down into two chapters almost is really, really good. He kind of gives you a breakdown of part one where it's how not to die from, uh, from certain different diseases um, with a lot of studies and so on and the second chapter of the book is what to eat to help you your chances of um, surviving if you have those diseases or also to decrease the risk of um, suffering from those diseases so I thought that was really really good and I like the fact that in the second chapter he breaks down um, so he'll put maybe berries or nuts and the type of berries to eat and the portion size that's really really good and that's right at the top of each chapter which is really really good um, what have I taken from the book? It's awareness. I think the main thing is you have to, in life it's important to just be aware so that you can make your own decision, whether that's to do with food, whether that's to do with exercise, whether that's to do with traveling to a different country. It's all about awareness and, 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 and just getting the knowledge out of there so that you're, you, you have choice. Awareness is choice, in my opinion. Obviously there's obviously certain factors which contribute to that, i.e. money and so on, finances. But it's awareness, and that, that's what I'll take from this book. In that, it's helped to raise my awareness of certain nutrients which I can get from certain products which I might not have been aware of before. I mean, because I have pox and French around me who are generally um, healthier eaters than I am, I've I've stopped uh, with kind of cow's milk. I stopped drinking that ages ago, and I realised as soon as I tried almond milk once, it was for me because I can't actually taste the difference. Maybe it's my taste buds, but it tastes the damn same. So why would I? want to drink from an animal when I can essentially drink from nature's goods resources, if that makes sense. Um, and for me, animals, it's like, <laughs> this is going a bit deep, but would someone drink my piss, if that makes sense? It's not the same thing, but... <laughs> it's not the same thing, but essentially you're, you're, you're taking something from my body and eating or drinking that, and I wouldn't. Um, I am more aware of the meats I eat and I think on a previous episode I, I mentioned something about I had a, a, a Byron burger recently, I hadn't had red meat for quite a while and straight away as soon as I had digested it, it upset my stomach and that's because I think my body's become more conditioned to yeah. A, not accept red meat but B, like reject it and maybe it's now realising this ain't the best product for myself, it takes a lot longer to break down. Um, what else could I say about the book? Would I advise people to read it? Yes, I would advise you to read it. Um, it, it it's, it's, it's very detailed. You, you have to, for me, it, it can be tough. As I said, I like things in layman's terms. And 
fair enough, there's going to have to be big words used because he's a doctor. He's trying to tell you causes, cause and effect on certain things and there's certain words or descriptions of of bodily um, organs and fluids, which I'm not aware of, which that's just the name of them. Um, so I would advise people to read it. What I would say, though, is not to take it with a pinch of salt, but you have to be aware of where he's coming from. This is someone who's not who's written the book who is a vegan himself, who became a vegan, he's gonna promote veganism to you. It's not something, it's not someone who's written a book who maybe is bang smack in the middle and done a load of studies from both sides. Even though there is a lot of studies that are that are incorporated in the book, he's, for me, he's always gonna support the vegan movement. You have to be aware of that. And I think after reading this book, I would like to try and source out a book which supports um, the eating of meat and animal products in terms of getting our, va our valuable nutrients and so on in life. So that's something I might source out to kind of, to, to not counteract, but um, to use as a term of reference against this book. And then I, I almost have two variables which I can give a more, uh, more unbiased review, uh, un unbiased? Objective. Uh, yeah, objective. Impartial. Imp impartial, exactly that. Um, anything else in this book would you give it out of five out of five i'd give it a 3.5 i give it a 3.5 it's only because i couldn't really get into it there's certain books you kind of gets to kind of that time of night where you just want to chill in bed a good book and hammer through it for me it's not one to hammer through it's one which you've kind of you've got to just kind of struggle through a little bit you want to get valuable information from it and it's not always easy, to be honest. It's like, oh, goodness sake, I've got to stop again and see what this means. And that's, that's just me. That's just no, me. It was like going back to school. Because I was going to say, it depends what kind of reader you are. As I said, to, do you think uh, it's more of a book to refer to? That's yes. what I was going to say. It's a, 100%. a reference book more than a let me read it from front to back. Give me guidance book. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, because it's funny, because I know you're talking about um, potentially seeking different alternatives in terms of views but I think he's kind of he's actually kind of promoted that actually you go do your research mm -hmm. actually because the problem is a lot of people just feeding that information and people are very very gullible and like yeah give me more kind of thing you know what I mean and they suck it up and, and ultimately that's what leads to people I mean having bad diets or following diets and stuff like that so but I think that the gentleman that's written the book yeah. he's a He's put his personality yeah, across. Yeah. He's a very blue analytical person yeah. who is gets really involved in the specifics. And again, I think if you look at that book from the 80-20 principle, you get 20% uh, 80% of the value out of 20% of the content. Mm -hmm. You know, I think again it's about, you know, being that vehicle to the outside world and you know, what have we really taken from that book and what do we want to endorse mm -hmm. into our lives, but also echo echo that message around us. Um, we haven't really got into both Adam and Jack yourselves in terms of the kind of our French pox myself we kind of um, portrayed what we eat what we don't eat our kind of views on food and nutrition um, do you guys want to give your kind of give give your kind of angle on food and nutrients yeah, yeah. and healthy eating or maybe you just your slobs I don't know do you want to <laughs> do you want to just put it out there maybe give a bit of perspective on not just, not the book per no, se no, but, I'm but gonna, yeah, I'm yeah. sort of rolling from the book that's fine I think the book's got a lot of information in I think you talked about the certain words that you used in that book if he's coming from a specific space and yeah. I want to teach you something I've got to as a byproduct to use those words 
don't get wrapped up in the information too much, in the specifics too much. We're talking about busy lifestyle that everyone leads. It's got to work while in your agenda. As soon as it becomes inconvenient or a hassle, you attach pain to that, you're not going to do it. It's, mm -hmm. You're not going to create it in, into a habit and it's not going to be sustainable or geared for longevity. Mm -hmm. So don't get wrapped up into too much. Sometimes with diet, ignorance is bliss, but awareness is important mm -hmm. to have that awareness, you know? Um, for me, I'm leaning away from meat at the moment. I am, as I mentioned, I'm a flexitarian, a flexible approach to, to, to okay. eating meat. Mm -hmm. Number one, it doesn't give you an identity. You know when you, go, you say you're a vegan and you go out and you have dinner with your friends, they're looking over top of you, they want to catch you out. That sauce isn't vegan. So <laughs> again, it's putting you in a box, you know? So socially, it's better to be flexitarian in situations. Sometimes my body fancies me. I think yeah. you've really got to listen to your body. Sometimes I want to package Jaffa cakes in the evening. Mm -hmm. Be flexible and enjoy it and don't have the guilt with it. If, in, case, in case you guys are not aware, have a, have a, have a um, click onto Adam's page. It's Adam underscore eats and he definitely promotes um, food and well you, you can tell that you can tell you can tell you can tell the listeners for me it's about getting out to as many people as possible in healthy eating doesn't have to be boring mm -hmm. you know we don't have to be super skilled chefs to be able to cook this great food you know it's time efficient and again people so underestimate that the healthy in the whole environment it makes you feel so much better. It gives you clarity. I'm agile in the morning. I'm feeling good. My skin's better. In business, I think businesses, so many people eat bad things at lunch. It weighs them down for two, three hours. That's two, three hours you could be feeling your best in the day and performing at your peak levels. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if you fancy a chocolate sundae after your Nando's or with the after your Sunday dinner, have it. You know, lean into it if your body fancies yeah. it. You know, the more you tell yourself, don't eat something, or I can't have anything, what is the outcome? You, you want, want it want now, it, want it yesterday. You know, so have that flexible approach. Mm -hmm. People, personal trainers, put people on diets for six weeks. I've got 120 grams of oats in the morning with my blueberries and 180 grams of chicken with my 160 grams of rice for lunch. After three days, they've fallen out of that inconvenience that's disrupting their agenda and it's not adding value. So, you know, have that flexible approach and don't make it inconvenient, plan. Do, do a couple of meals on a Sunday, you know, be a little bit more intuitive when you're out, what's good for me to eat, you know? Mm -hmm. And pick up the key messages from that book, for instance, or go on to healthy eating pages, there's enough access, Pinterest, Google, we can learn the basics. Mm -hmm. and it's a great platform to start where we want to go and achieve what we want to achieve. Jack, what's your thoughts? I don't know what kind of, what's your, what your diet's like, if you're kind of a health one, if you're a person that really looks into the calorie content when you're out shopping. Tell us a bit about, about your thoughts. Before I do that, I just wanted to go back to you guys and ask you mm -hmm. a little question about the book itself, because obviously I haven't read it. Yeah. I was wondering, like, to improve the book and to make it a book that you do want to sit down in, in bed at night and read, mm -hmm. could the author have involved maybe more of his own personal story, or do you think the facts were kind of needed? You've answered, you've answered that slightly already, but... Um, what could have made it a more interesting read, a more engaging research? Yeah. He spoke about his grammar a lot, right? Say so? Yeah, that's yeah. that's where it it spurred from, his his nan yeah. having illness. I, I was gonna say, so sorry to cut you. That's all right. Um 
Because it's, I consider it a nutritional book. So how how sexy can you make nutrition yeah. in terms of making it a better book to read at night? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Unless it's a specific um, condition that you're going to be looking to read about. I, I really don't think it's a book that you, you can add more bit more personal detail, but then the book could be twice as big and it's already a, quite a lengthy book already. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, I think for what what he's trying to introduce and what he um, the point he's trying to put across, I think he's been as personable as he can be True. without being overbearingly personal. But yeah. I, I think also his personality isn't personable, is it? I think he's one of those blue, maybe attached detached people who just gives you the facts and no emotion. Possibly, possibly. I don't want to. I don't want to say that is yeah. his character, but it's, it's possible because it's very analytical, as I said. Yeah, it's, it's really weird. So, I think he does give you a personal touch at the start, which helps to in, um, draw you in. Yeah. With the pocket you mentioned about his grand story and what got him involved in terms of what got him um, thinking about taking up, up a healthier approach. But then as the book goes on, it's, um, Adam, you, you raised a good point in that his personality does come across and he just, it, it's just him. He can't help the fact that you need to use certain terms, words. Um, it goes into a lot of studies, which is needed in this kind of field. But for me to make it easier read, as I said, I want something I can sit there and I can just flow through. I don't want it to be pain, a painful read. It's weird because in the second half of the book or the second chapter, he does lighten up it, which is really yeah. weird. The, the, the second half, he'll say, he'll kind of say to you, well, I know a lot of sugar, I know sugar's bad for you generally, but if it means you're increasing your intake of kale, then it makes sense to top up with sugar, if that makes sense. Well, the, reason I put, the reason why I think it's like that is because the first part of the book is very analytical. He's giving you journals upon journals. He's talking about conditions that affect our lives. So... I don't know how personable he can be mm. in that part of the book. That's why it is in two parts. He literally said it's in two parts. Mm. This is going to be the, I can't remember if it's the why, and this is the how. Yeah. So the first part is going to be why. He's not telling you, he's not going to be really making jokes about someone catching, getting lung, lung cancer, or you can not get diabetes if you change your diet. So it's not really a laughable be really yeah. unless you have unless you have someone in your life that's got diabetes or you've got all of these someone in your life that's got all these conditions where you can say let me give a personal story it's you're going to be very alright this is the facts this is yeah. this is what you need to do second half alright well these are the foods that you should be eating let's have a bit more lighted hearted version of the book so I can have a joke here have a joke there do you know what I mean sure yeah. that's why I think it is broken down like that and, and do you think he's even intended it for it to be an easy read like I think it, it, I, I think I don't think it's a book it was going to be like fluffy and engaging it's just these are the facts this is yeah, stuff you how need to know that's yeah. just a fucking yeah I'm giving you the information you know, title that's very like you're going to see it and it's just yeah, like yeah oh, it's an instruction yeah. hold on <laughs> <laughs> yeah listen up we've got, so I've got I've got Information, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done my research. Listen up. Can't mean himself short, can you? Well, he certainly didn't. Yeah, the thickness of the book, bloody hell, you need two hands to hold it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, I was unsure actually because um, your question, sorry, obviously I was going to, I think you interjected and you went on. Um, it kind of like, dare I say, answered and maybe kind of even flattened what I was going to say really because I thought to myself, yeah, potentially he probably could have made the book maybe a bit more sexy and a bit more appealing in terms of his personality because when I'm reading the book, I tend to read it um, 
thinking this is how the person sounds if that makes any sense it might yeah. be a weird way of kind of like approaching yeah. reading a book but as you kind of mentioned um it's very difficult to kind of like pass on facts and then at the same time be personable and pass on um or tell stories there i say and make it quite a, a short read yeah. if that makes any sense the book was always going to be a long read and yeah it was always going to be a long read really um so in some way shape or form he might have got the balance right or truth be told not unfortunately, but for those who do struggle with reading, this is what you're going to get. But I also think coming from that book, it doesn't give you balance. I think there's so much oh, information. Uh, I think there's so many, inf- so much information in the book. Mm-hmm. It's overwhelming. It in I think to execute yeah. all that into your agenda, even though it's amazing to know. I don't know. Would would that cause overwhelm? Knowing all that, like how do you think the the, the, the author operates? after engaging in that research would it make you skeptical towards everything it would i mean i was it's funny because i wasn't actually going to give it um a four star rating at first then the friends just sold it to me it was like <laughs> and i was like how can i not say four because i was going to go three and a half because it was a bit of a difficult read um but then again as you mentioned like, it is it's not really impartial is it i mean he's kind of like imparting his well, yeah, impartial, impartial. He's imparting his views onto you, which can be very, very difficult. You know, I mean, it's like, I don't want to say, I mean, I've come from a church background. My mum, I mean, goes to church every Sunday. She's a, um, my goodness, I've got the damn phrase. That's quite embarrassing. Um, anyway, she's a pastor, sorry. Um, so I was going to say, it can be very, very overbearing with someone kind of literally just like, dare I say, church like yeah. um, Jehovah's Witness. Almost again, preach. Offend anyone, just preaching to preaching. you in terms of. Um, what you should and shouldn't do, or what you maybe, should maybe believe. less of a preach because it's in a book where people are going to find the information out as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. I think the one the one pro for me, or not one pro, but one of the pros is in the second half of the book, at the top of each kind of chapter or breakdown or heading, he has a little breakdown of this is going to be about berries. These are the berries which are good for you. These are the portion sizes I suggest you eat which was helpful because you, that's a quick reference guide. It's a quick reference yeah, guide. Yeah, which I, I think is helpful. He's done that really well. Yeah. And I think also to a wider audience, converting those portion sizes to, it's a handful. Mm-hmm. So again, it's quick and it's something that people can influence into their routine quite easily. Mm-hmm. Rather than say 120 grams, I think sometimes it can mm-hmm. intimidate from people leaning into that because yeah. the idea is, oh, I've got to weigh it. And it's just another thing in the morning that you probably don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Jack, I think yeah. Yeah. So what were we? Were you talking about my my diet? Yeah, your diet and just just your general thoughts on kind of veganism. I don't know what your, your kind of knowledge or background is on it, but yeah. vegetarianism. If you're flexitarian, if you just love your meats, I don't. I don't know. So maybe. Be good I actually did so. try veganism, um, probably two years ago now. What inspired you? Um, there was a there's a meats. No, there's actually <laughs> <laughs> there's a speech called by someone called Gary Yurofsky and it's called The Greatest Speech You'll Ever See and I actually saw it from JME on Twitter Okay. when he turned vegan he kept posting it I saw an interview with him and someone else and I think, might, yeah, I think that might have been it mm-hmm. yeah and so that, that did inspire me um, I lasted 11 days I found like it's not that good if you just cut it halfway to habit that is <laughs> the thing was though I found I was hungry often I think if you're not locked and loaded with a lot of vegan recipes it's going to be hard for you to sustain and like Adam's approach is going to be one that that's helpful for you because 
it starts you off with the reduction in meat mm -hmm. and then you can lean in towards vegetarianism and veganism later mm -hmm. as you've already started to put those those good uh, practices in place. In terms of diet in general, I'm someone who, if I'm not exercising, my diet can fall off. So I think exercise and diet does need to go in hand right. and you need to enjoy both of those things in order for it to be sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. So you, do you believe in that, Adam? Yeah. I think you, you need to have a link of pleasure towards whatever it may be. You know, if you're, th if you're procrastinating about getting in the kitchen and you see it as a hassle, you associate pain with that, you don't do it, you get a takeaway, you encourage bad eating habits. So I think it's, you know, enjoying whatever you do. You don't have to be a gym goer four or five days a week. You know, maybe skipping's good for you or you know, running or football taking the dog for yeah, a walk yeah, or yeah. football yeah, yeah, yeah. or, you know, group classes are an amazing platform now for people who disenthuse as such towards normal generic running on a bike in a gym. You know, I say to a lot of people, you're either a gym goer or you're not. Like, it's really hard to make yourself like the gym. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got kind of that community and I think that other people just need to be a little bit more proactive with what suits them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 100%. So Jack, where are you, whereabouts are you at now? You tried it for 11 days, it didn't quite work. It was, it was a bit tough, obviously, in terms of recipes, in terms of the hunger. Um, where are you at? Are you, are you kind of, do you eat meat still? Um, so I do eat meat, but again, is it your pre do you actually want to continue to eat meat? Is, or is it your preference to try and get back down the veganism route? Or um, I wouldn't say to go down a veganism route, mm -hmm. but definitely red meat. I know it's a big, big difference in my uh, energy levels since cutting out. And like you said, oh, you've cut it out. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And since and like you said earlier, if I ever do go back to it, my my body wants it straight back out. Straight out it doesn't react well mm -hmm. you have to wean your body back on things you know if if you lean away from milk for a while and i haven't had it for six months and now i drink it i get like this mucus in my mouth they so you have to wean yourself back on it and it's almost the same with when people eat less meat i you know i've definitely cut it out of my diet dramatically and now if i have a steak don't i feel it it punishes me for two days and i can feel like my digestive system the energy that's not used to be used as much, really burning out, you know? Mm -hmm. And you, you notice a big difference. So I think coming away from meat is very important. But like even going back to the vegan point, very hot topic now, mm -hmm. just been veganuary, you know? What are everyone's thoughts on that? Because I know I've got a bit to say about it. French? Well, I'm vegan, is it? Yeah. Um, in the space that I think is, again, it's, it's one of the, I don't want to call it a fad because it's, I don't think it's a particular fad. It's been around for a while. Yeah, it's taken you know off I mean? in a big so way. It's just, it's just the now, the buzzword now, but that's not to say it's just been created. So I'm not going to call it a fad in that sense. Um, obviously, you've got different extreme levels to everything. So depending on who you're talking to, they may, they may talk about the clothes we're wearing, leather, like a leather jacket or leather trainers or whatever it may be, anything, mm -hmm. animal, okay. anything to do with an animal product. That's a no-go. So, what's my personal opinion? I, I don't have a problem with it. I'm leaning more towards a plant-based um, diet. But in terms of, again, I think I've mentioned this before, I'm not really into being boxed into a particular category and say, mm. I'm a vegan. I'm not really trying to wave a flag for a vegan mm. or a meat eater or a vegetarian. I just do me, I'll eat what I feel. 
at the time, as I said, it's more towards a plant-based diet as I'm more aware of the, the statistics and everything else, the health benefits as well. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's my opinion on it. But can we also share with the audience as well of like how we feel coming away from me? Like what, what, the, what the feelings you're getting now? For me, yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think a lot of people, I think even the guests that you had on before um, was speaking about it and I think it's a common thing. You feel less bloated. So much. Like, it's so different when I'm not eating meat. I haven't really eaten meat in a while and I don't feel as bloated as much at all. I think that's one of the main benefits. I feel um, lighter after I've eaten, depending on what I've eaten as well. But when it used to be with meat, I would I'd feel like that, the itis, you know what I mean? <laughs> You'd have the itis where you just want to just collapse and just dead off. <laughs> but when I'm not eating meat, it's, it's if I'm eating fish or I'm eating like a, a whole food plant-based uh, meal. It feels like fuel. Agile, like I could get up and do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, go yeah, for yeah. exercise straight away. It's not, it's not weighing me down whatsoever. Mm. So, I think that's what it's done for me in terms of decreasing my my meat intake. Hundred percent. When it comes to diet, I don't think there's really one size fits all. Mm, yeah. And I think if everyone applied the, what he's talking about in that book, not everyone would be cured. Not everyone would be exactly. prevented yeah, from. Of course, great so, point. so it does differentiate from person to person. Mm -hmm. yeah, no, I, I, I think it's totally on case by case basis and like all we can do is again be vehicles of this is what's worked for us maybe give it a go you know I think the problem is is people putting that that label on it of I'm a vegan you know just be a little bit more delicate with your approach you know don't have to take it all out it, obviously people are coming from a space that animal cruelty totally get that but the people coming from you know direct health benefits I think Again, myself and French were at Annabelle's in London two weeks ago and there was a very experienced, knowledgeable nutritionist on there. And I actually brought her the question, you know, what are your thoughts? You know, getting advice from someone who's very, you know, indulged in the subject. And she was like, unless you're locked and loaded, like Jack said, with recipes and you've got a dietitian that's giving you sort of bespoke guidance of what you should be doing in terms of your body, because it is a case-by-case -case basis, like, it, it's not good to not have meat, eggs in your diet. I think that also has its part to play. I think with milk, I think it's so much greater with all the other coconut milk, soy milk, almond milk, hazelnut mm -hmm. milk, lap, etc., etc. You know, again, if you can do direct alternatives that don't have apply any hindrance, you like do them straight away. But with meat and stuff, you know, be flexible. Box, what's your thoughts? Um, what meat was? Do you, can you remember the last meat? I can't remember the last meal I had that had me. Poultry, yeah. Even poultry. Even yeah, like, what about yeah. seafood? No, 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 it's from August. Okay. August, July. I didn't know this about you. Yeah, no, August, <laughs> July, yeah. But I mean, like, it's funny because the conversation we've been having recently, not that I'm going to come off, like, being vegetarian, dare I say, but I'm a bit more, I don't say open, but it's a case like, well, as you said, like, why can't you necessarily have meat? It's not like, um, yeah, like, kind of like, why can't you have meat? I mean, there are, Obviously, we discussed um, some of the stuff in regards to what we're we talking about um, in relation to salmonella. I forget what it was, and we're having a laugh. I mean, stuff like that. I'm staying well away from that in terms of stuff like sausage and stuff like that, yeah. which potentially may contain yeah. stuff like that. In but as to some of your chickens and some of your other other stuff that um, 
that I just maybe dare I say maybe a little bit different. I'm just still a bit over because I mean I look at stuff sometimes and I'm salvating over like I'm not even lying like I'm salvating over you know I would love that but unfortunately I can't and that's kind mm. of a difficult um, balance push pull isn't it it is it is it is it is, it is but I mean I'm quite strong in relation to kind of what I want but it doesn't mean I can't indulge and I should imagine you, you feel super fit and healthy from yeah, that yeah 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 definitely but then I've told people people saying yo you you ain't eating right I mean, because, I mean, as I was saying, like, the other day, there was a point in a time when I was having chips and cheesy melts, like, three, four <laughs> days straight. Like, there was a two-week period where I was, McDonald's, like, they knew who I was. I was coming through the drive-thru. <laughs> they knew who it was. Um, so, yeah, it can be difficult. I definitely understand where you're coming from in regards to, like, finding stuff to eat. I, there were times when I was hungry. Yeah. And yeah. didn't know what I was going to do. Yeah, and that can be difficult if you're kind of, like... Um, if you have a um, if you have a, a a policy where you can only eat some things if that makes any sense yeah. cool um, Jack you? did you have any other questions no Mace what's your opinion <laughs> alright um, I can't remember the question it was um, in terms of veganism, veganism. your thoughts on what um I agree with Jack and Adam's perspectives in that you need to, I mean, it depends what you want. With me, I enjoy my seafood. I can't, it's half, it'll be half for me to give that up. I think red meat easy, I've, I've pretty much done it. I only ever eat red meat when I'm out now anyway, when I go out. Poultry, look, I'm from an Afro-Caribbean background, jerk chicken, brown stew chicken, <laughs> fried chicken, chicken, look, it's hard, yeah? but. Seafood, seafood is one of my love, my passions at the moment. <laughs> sea bass, prawns, king prawns, I, I love all that. So for me, it would be difficult to, to, to give that up. Um, in terms of veganism, I mean, it's each to their own really, isn't it? Like, based on how not to die, it appears that that's the way to be living and, that, and like a whole plant-based food diet is what will kind of see you through to be living into your 80s and 90s are still in good health. Remains to be seen for myself. Do you know what as well though I think? I think it could be our ignorance of why we continue eating meat as such. I think if we actually saw the process, exactly where it's come from and the process from farm to fork as they call it, mm -hmm. I honestly think we, we'd sort of it'd be quite an easy decision. Do you know what put me off red meat? And you just raised a valid point. I've raised, I think I raised it for another different podcast, but myself and Pocker were walking down Portobello Road one day in Labrick. If you're familiar with Portobello, it's Labrick Grove. On a Saturday, they normally have like markets out, market stalls, clothes, food, blah, blah, blah. They had this, they had this... Rotisserie. Ro is it called rotisserie? Where yes. the animal turns on? They had this like pig on there, yeah? <laughs> We've all seen it. And like the pig roast with the stuffing right. and the applesauce. Right. Yeah. right, they had it on there. And they had, um, they were slicing off bits of meat, putting it in the And your mouth starts bacon. watering. Well, at, at that time, I'd pretty much turned away from pork, bacon, oh, okay. sausage anyway. But this was the final nail in the coffin when I went up close and I said to Pocker, come here, he come here. He, he went close, I goes, this is the reason I've stopped eating pork. And as they was kind of slicing the meat off, you could see maggots cooking in the pig. No. Yeah, it's right. I said, that's the reason I don't eat pork. Jesus. And after that, that put me off pork. That was a star. And then red meat generally has just disappeared from my diet. And I haven't missed it at all because I'm still getting like, well, benefits. What, red meat protein? 
what do you get from red meat? Yeah, that's protein. Yeah, I still, as I said, I'm a chicken man, so I still get it from chicken and other sources. And obviously, if I really, if I wanted to get a chicken, I can get it from other sources as well. But so do you also think because we're blessed with the privilege of going to our local supermarket Waitrose, Sainsbury's, Tesco and just buying off the counter and cooking it from our cookbook that's endorsing cooking and eating meat Mm -hmm. do you you think if we really scroll back through that process do you think we'd all put our hands in the air and not eat meat again? Uh, It's it's, it's, some at all I think it depends it's it's a habit isn't it? it's breaking the habit that's what I, and that's the thing, like because you break that habit immediately when you see that maggot on that pole. Yeah, so it, that was something that was that was dramatic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dramatic. And, and I'm saying, if we draw it back to all these dramatic situations, can we negate our attraction to me? We can. Well, you can it depends how you want to look at it on a micro macro level in terms of. Um, as you said, in our society, yes, we can go down to the supermarket and buy some fillets and not see the process of how them fillets have been done whereas you might get um, a more of a rural side of the country or even other parts of the world where that's their way of life mm. do you know what I mean it's so a good point it's a different perspective do you know and, what I mean yeah, of course I mean, yeah of course and again people attach different emotions to it you know people that are breeding whether it be pigs for pork or, yeah. or cows for beef, I, I take they probably take you know a lot of time and get really emotional around that, and it's a process, and they enjoy it, and that's what it is. So you know, again, it's case by case basis. Um, but sometimes I think ignorance is bliss, and I think that's why a larger population are a little bit naive to sort of where meats come from and such. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hence, we've read the book, we've given out the information. That's all we can do is um, mm-hmm. make people aware. We've given our opinions on it, and they can what, what you do is, is mm-hmm. up to you. Do you know totally agree. Cool. Um, anyone else have any other kind of comments they want to feed into the into the into the review? No, not really. Not myself anyway. I think we've covered quite a few ground, quite a lot of ground. Good. Yeah, I think just to, to conclude is like, don't get wrapped up in too much the the overwhelm in all the facts and figures. I think just start changing your habits slightly in a better way whether that be you know going from normal milk to soy milk or mm-hmm. meat free mondays and you know start taking the right steps towards having a healthier fitter mm-hmm. happier harmonious life yeah i mean my final roundup was just be to mention look the choice is yours but it's all about raising awareness and that's one of the things we wanted to do with this how not to die book it's a book we chose it was a book that kind of got recommended to us and um, we've kind of read through, we've kind of tried to break it down into everyday situations, try to adjust it into our lifestyles where, where possible as well. And it's just about you taking that information and deciding whether or not it's for you or you want to try and kind of live this lifestyle or kind of what what the causes are of living a lifestyle where you're still in, in endorsing the the um, the meat and poultry industry, should we say. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I mean, we'll see you soon. Yeah, end of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like to say thanks to Jack. Thank you guys. Uh, Adam, Adam thanks for having me. Yeah. It's um, been an absolute pleasure. Pox, French, and myself, and we'll be back soon with season three, where we'll we'll be going into. Should we should we reveal the book or? Um, no, let's leave it. We'll leave it for now. So you just keep keep a lookout for the uh, new book for the new season. He's getting ahead of himself. <laughs> nice one, guys. Ooh.